Over the past month in our life groups, we've been looking at the blessed life, and I can't speak for anybody else, but it's actually made me look again at my life, and it's actually made me realize the goodness and the blessing of God in my life. You know, this morning, we're here this morning because we were blessed to wake up. We were blessed that God gave us breath, and he gave us the ability to get up this morning and come and be in his presence with our brothers and sisters. And this morning, I want to share just a few verses because this is not the verses I'm going to read, but in in John 10 and 10, Jesus said that he came to give us life and he came to give us it in all its fullness. I don't know about you, but I don't think I've experienced life in all its fullness and I've had a good life, but I haven't yet experienced it in all its fullness. So this morning, I want to share just a few verses from two different, one Old Testament and one New Testament, and then I just want to share a bit about building a blessed life. Matthew 7, 24 and 25, and I'm reading in the NIV, and it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house in the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had a foundation on the rock. Then I'm going over to Jeremiah 17, verses 7 to 8, where it says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the streams. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Do you know that's the life God sent his son Jesus to die so that we could have that life? Jesus died and rose again so that you and I could have a blessed life. And he wants us to be able to continue to grow strong. The life that he meant for us to have was a life that no matter what comes against us, we'll stand strong because we're rooted and grounded in him. So this morning, the first point is, God wants us to build our life in him. You know, if a builder's building houses, the first thing that he starts to do is dig the foundations and lay them. And I read this on Mr. Google, but the foundation which a house is built is the most crucial element for it, for regardless of how big or small it is. The house, if it's not built on a stable foundation, the foundation will break and it will cause harm to the internal building and internal walls. It's so important in our life that we have the right foundation. And the good thing is, when a house is built on foundations that are unstable and the problems all arise, it probably costs a lot of money to fix them. But this morning, if our foundations aren't right, we've got the opportunity this morning to put them right. But it also says um, that we need to build our foundations in Jesus Christ for our life. In Ephesians, it talks about Jesus being the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone. And historically, the cornerstone was a huge stone. It was probably the most important stone in a building because that cornerstone took upon itself the weight for the whole building. So if you think of the Empire State Building, imagine that has got some size of cornerstone for that building to be able to stand on it, hasn't it? We need to have our cornerstone, Jesus, 
in our life, and we need to build on that. Earlier this year, there was a conference, and a lady shared about her home. She lived in a lovely Georgian, no, Victorian terraced house down in London. And if you've been in London or even Edinburgh and that, you see them, they're beautiful, the rows of terraced houses. But she went away for a few months and she allowed some students to stay in her house. And while she was away, the house next door went on fire and she had to come home. And the assessors came out to check the damage and they came back and said, well, we've got good news for you and we've got bad news for you. She says, okay, what's the good news? And they said, the good news is the insurer will cover the cost of the repairs. She says, okay, well, that's the good news. What's the bad news? They went, your house doesn't have any foundations. How can a house stand without foundations? And I googled that as well to check it out. But in Victorian times, they didn't. They built houses with little or no foundations. And she had asked the surveyor, well then, why is my house never fell down? He says, because it's supported by the buildings on each side of them. And sometimes in our lives, we build our foundations on people, don't we? We, found, we build our foundations on our wealth and our career and our health. But really, they don't last. The only certain foundation that's going to last forever is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we need to be building our life on that foundation. Because without it, the people you depend on love you so much, but there might be a time when they're not there. And we'll be like that house. Her house, they'd lived in that house for many years and they had a lot of good memories and everything not knowing that there was anything wrong. But the minute something happened to the house next door, their house became vulnerable. And we put our trust in people and things. When they're not there, then our life becomes vulnerable. And the only way we can prevent that is by building our life in the Lord Jesus Christ as our firm foundation. God wants us to have a life that can withstand any storm in life. That's the life that he, he died to give us. He wants us to put our trust in him because he's bigger, he's stronger, he's non-moving, he'll never change and he's a rock that we can actually fasten our lives and build our lives upon. Our Christian life, our Christian life is a real life. It's not free from the problems of life. Everyone is. From the youngest we maybe look at our kids and they've got a wee problem and we think, oh, it's only a wee problem, but to them that's a big problem. And every one of us has had problems in life and they all look different. But when our life is rooted and grounded, when it's fastened and built on the rock that's Jesus Christ, we can withstand anything. Our Christian life has to be built on Jesus Christ. You know, as I said before, the good thing about our foundations is that they can be fixed. And it doesn't really matter if you've been a Christian for a few weeks or you've been a Christian for 60, 70 years. There's times when foundations can get damaged. There's times when we actually take our life just a wee bit out of line with what God's plan for our life is. But it can be fixed. It can be fixed. Because God is that sure firm foundation and he's never moved. So we need to build our life in him. Today... If God isn't first in your life, if he's not the foundation for your life, then let me encourage you to put it right today. Let's, let me encourage you to put him first in your life. You see, God wants to make you strong. I thank God 
for the strong people in my life, the people that have gone before me, um, and I thank God for every one of them. But I thank God this morning that my strength doesn't come from people. It doesn't come from what I have or what I haven't got. It comes from my faith and my trust in Jesus Christ. He's got to be the foundation for our life. Because winds come, even among Christians, much as I love you all, you're no first in my life. My life has to be first in God. And I thank God for everyone here. I thank you for those that pray for me, those that are there um, doing life with me. But I know that I know that I know that faith, my faith, has to be built on the truth that is God's word, the truth that Jesus Christ is my chief cornerstone and that I can build my life in him. As well as building our life on him, he wants us to build our confidence in him. Do you know, we can put our confidence in so much, can't we? And sometimes we think that the blessed life is a perfect life. The blessed life is a real life. It's not a perfect life. I don't think there's anybody alive who would say they have a perfect life. They might look at everything in their life might look really good, but I don't think anybody would actually say, I've got a perfect life. You see, often we look at lives and we think that the perfect life is the life where everything in the garden is rosy. Our children are little angels 24-7. They never put a step wrong. They're wonderful. If you really want children like that, you should actually buy a doll. You should really consider buying tiny tears. Um, but life isn't like that. Life doesn't have a money tree in the garden that always blooms in every season. Life is real. And Jesus knew that the life that we had was a real life. He knows what real life is. And that's why he wants us to build our life in him. And that's why he wants us to put our confidence in him. Because he will never change. The blessed life experiences sorrow, sickness, abandonment, betrayal. It experiences all the things that happen in life. Because that's real life. That's the life that we have. And nobody has a life free from that. But the difference is when we put our trust and our confidence in God, we know that we're never alone. We know that we do not have to live that life on our own. We know that God is with us all the time. God will never leave us. He's promised that he'd never leave us or forsake us. I love a verse that says, I believe that I'll never see the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. That's the God that we have to put our trust in. It's important that we get to know God. You know, I loved all these songs that we sang this morning. If I had a playlist there on it, and well, I've got lots of playlists. playlists. I have a favourite playlist every week. But we need to get into our Bible. We need to read the Word of God. We need to know the Word of God because we get to know God by reading His Word. We need to pray and speak to Him. We need to put our trust in Him. Your confidence in God will come and grow the more you get to know Him. We need to learn to trust in God. He is the God of who makes the impossible happen. He's the God in the impossible. So it's important we get to know God. We need to get studying our word and learning the word, getting it in here. I remember and pastor said a few times about how in here he always knew that God loved him. But one night, one Saturday night in Glasgow, a meeting that wasn't our church, that became, it moved from here and into here. 
and he really knew that he knew that he knew that God loved him. And we really need to get to know God. You see, people with a blessed life know their God. They know and they believe that he is who he says he is. They believe that he spoke and he created the world. He created the heaven and the earth and everything in it. They know that he opened blind eyes. They know that he opens deaf ears. They know he raised people for the dead. They know that he heals the sick. And they know that he will never leave them because they know that they belong to him. They know that he is their hope and it doesn't matter what happens around them. We live in a world where we're hearing about earthquakes, we're hearing about floods, we're hearing about fires, we're hearing about pandemics, we're hearing what the next pandemic's going to be. But the people with a blessed life know they are God and they know that they can put their trust in God because they know that he'll never leave them, he'll never abandon them and he knows that they'll bring them through. Do you know, we can look back in our lives and I don't know about you, but I've had tough times and you might not think they're tough, but to me they were tough. But I thank God he's brought me through. And when I look back and see what he's brought me through, I know that he'll bring me through again because he never changes. His word says he'll never change. And if you might have met people who give you their word and they break that word, but I want to tell you, God will never break his word to you. He will never break his word. It's out of character for him. But we need to put our trust and our confidence in God. The confidence that you have to live in the world and know that whatever happens, he's there, he'll be with you and he'll bring you through. Comes forgetting to know him. We need to believe his word. We need to believe the truth and we need to build our life in that. Our confidence needs to be in the word of God. You know, it's never been easier to read your Bible because if you've got a phone... You can read it in the bus, you can read it in the train, you can read it in the bathroom, you can read it walking down the street. You can actually read it. You've got your Bible every time you've got your phone. And we use it to scroll through social media. We use it to read text messages and send text messages. But we've got the Word of God that is so available to us every moment and every day. And we need to read our Bible and get to know God. We need to build the life that Jesus died to give us. We need to build a blessed life. It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen by default. We have to live and we have to build our life in Jesus. We have to build our confidence in Jesus. People will come and people will go. Life changes days and daily. I mean, the world that, that we were in in January is different from the world we're in today. But that is how quickly things are changing. But God never changes and when we have a blessed life, when we build a life on that foundation that is God and that is his word, then we will adapt to the change. I don't know if you've ever worked for a, bigger, a big organisation. Oh my goodness, change happens so quickly. And you work beside people that have been there for 20, 30, 40 years and they don't like change. And they kick their feet and they struggle. And the change that might have happened 10 years ago, you're still dealing with it 10 years on. So you haven't really moved. That's what we can like, but life's not like that. The world we live in's not like that. It is changing daily. And we need to know that our life is built in Jesus, that our hope and our confidence is in him. As well as building our life in him, on him, building our confidence in him, we need to build 
contentment into a life through him. Do you know, the truly blessed life is a life that is, has found contentment in Christ. It's a life that has learned to rest in the Lord and cease from striving. The Apostle Paul found this and he wrote in Philippians 4, 10 13, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I have learned to be content whatever my circumstances. I know that what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. God wants us to have contentment. But God's contentment is not that we get to a certain age and we get our pension and everything in the, the perfect life, everything in the garden's rosy. We get to not have the stress of work and life's just wonderful. That's no godly contentment. Godly contentment is contentment you have whatever season you're in. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to go to work. It means that whatever the season, if you're in plenty, we can be content. If we lack, we can be content. If our family is all over the place, we can be content because we have this contentment in God that our life's built in him and that we're putting in trust in him. God wants us to have a contentment. Now hear me here. Because contentment doesn't mean that you don't seek to progress in your career. It doesn't mean that you stop saving. It doesn't mean that you stop having nice things and having a nice life. That's not what godly contentment is. Because God wants you to have the best. Your blessed life is your best life. But what happens is we strive for all these things. And what happens? We strive for that job with more money and then we have to go for another one because we're never satisfied. And along the way, we actually neglect the things that are important. And sometimes families have broken up because there was so much energy spent in trying to make that better life up the road that they forgot to enjoy the blessed life now. Every party and every stage of our life is blessed. And God wants us to have a blessed life. He wants us to put our confidence and find our confidence in him. Because in him, we enjoy every moment. If your parents here today, people will have said to you, enjoy your kids now, because before you know it, they'll grow up. And hundreds of people say it to you, and it's probably one of the most busiest, stressed times of your life, because you've got little kids who have got a life, and you have to run here, run there, run everywhere, keep the house, go to work, do all the different things that you have to do. And then when you get to our age, you think, they were so right. They were the best times. They were the times when you had so much joy, you seen them learn to walk, learning to get fr- play with their friends and all the different things. But we can miss out on that when we're too stressed to enjoy it. Our relationships need our time as well but when we strive so much to try and make this better life for ourselves we can lose out in things that we will later realise were the really important things striving brings stress stress will rob you 
of joy, it will rob you of peace, it will rob you of relationships, it will even rob you of your health. Things like careers, things, they'll never bring contentment. No matter how high you go in the tree, there's always further to go. No matter how much money you've got, there's more money to be earned. But God is looking for you to have a contentment in everything. That doesn't mean that you won't become the chief executive of the company. It doesn't mean that you won't have millions in your bank account. But it means that you'll enjoy your life. Life's important. We only get one. And none of us know how long that life's going to be. We don't know if we've got 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. When you get to our age, you really think that probably maybe nearly two-thirds of your year, your life has gone, unless God goes back to letting us live to 150. But life is to be enjoyed. God came to give us a fullness in life. A fullness of life, but it doesn't mean having everything. It, it doesn't mean we have to strive for that fullness of life. It's his gift to us, and we need to learn to enjoy it. God wants us to find contentment through him so that we can enjoy this real life that we live. So that we can enjoy every minute. So that when we get older, as that might happen, and we're sitting in the rocking chair on the veranda, because the, the, the climate change might mean we have nice warm summer, summers, we can look back and be thankful for the life that God gave us because we took the time to enjoy it. This morning, I'm going to ask the band to come up. We're going to sing that song again, Sean, please, that we had sang there. But this morning, I don't know how you're building your life. I only know my life. Um, so I don't know, maybe you're building your life on that rock. Maybe you started building it on that rock that's Christ Jesus. But maybe life's battered you about a bit and you've got knocked off, sink a wee bit. This morning, that can get fixed. You might be here and you have never given your life to Jesus. This morning that can be fixed. It might be this morning that you've been putting your confidence in Jesus. Do you know, I heard someone saying um, it, uh, somewhere that some, there's a lot of people believe in God, but they don't always follow him. And this morning you might believe in God, you might believe everything that we have sang this morning about him but you've actually never really put your trust fully in him we can fix that this morning this morning you might find that you're lacking contentment in your life that your life just seems quite stressful it, it seems like when one stressful time passes the next one comes and you're striving to try and fix that this morning the answer is in Jesus Christ this morning is just coming and saying, God, I'm laying all this down before you and I'm going to build my life on you. I want you to be that firm foundation. I want you to... I'm just not going to worry about it anymore, Lord. I'm just going to put it at your feet and I'm going to leave it there. And I'm committing, Lord, this morning to build my life in that sure foundation. I'm building my life in you, Jesus. I'm building my confidence in you, Lord. I'm not going to trust that I can fix it. I'm not going to trust the lie that if I have more of this, if I do more of that, if I go here, if I go there, it will fix it. I'm going 
going to put my life here, Lord. I'm building it in you. I'm putting my confidence in you. And I'm believing you that you're going to bring that contentment into my life. The band are going to just sing. And I don't know about you, but the Blessed Life course was all about putting God first. And it did look at one area of our lives. But I believe God wants us to put him first in every area of our life. Even the bits that are good. The bits that are going smoothly that we think we don't need to worry about. He wants us to put that all in him. So I'm coming this morning. I read about the Old Testament, wherever the, the Israelites went, and God did something, and they would build a, a, a memorial to God, that this God is where he did this for me. This is this moment in my life, and they can look back. If you read it, you'll still read about the different places where they did that. This morning, I'm going to build my life. And that's your foundation. It's the only thing we can trust. Because the world, if you look at round about it, things look gloomy. But I'm putting my life and I'm building it on Jesus Christ. It's my firm foundation. He's the cornerstone of my life. I'm going to build my confidence in him. Do you know, it's not a one-off. It's not like a a five-year apprentice. It's a lifetime apprenticeship. And this morning I'm coming down to stand at the front and I'm saying, God, I'm committing to putting you first in my life again. And if you want to join me, then just come as the band are singing and then Pastor Jim will come and close the service.